Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. Questions About Heaven is the name of our podcast. I am sitting here, and I wish I could show this to you. I am looking at, well, maybe if you go over to my YouTube channel, you'll be able to see this because I'll show this to you on the screen. But I'm looking at uh, an old brownish photograph that has uh, a family here, five Uh, two parents and three little girls standing posed with that semi-smile, grim face in front of the camera. The gentleman has, it looks pretty close to a paper collar on, very, very nicely dressed. Uh, The wife has uh, one of those tight-to-the-scalp hairdos, which are so puzzling to us today. Uh, There, no doubt, there has been some sort of an oil put on it. She's wearing a strand of pearls, but everyone in the picture is wearing dark clothing. The little girls are here in navy type of uniforms, but uh, under the dress, they have sort of long stockings or um, sort of looks like a uh, maybe just like long pants on underneath. And then they're wearing boots. They're wearing sort of like uh, utilitarian-type boots, which must be the fancy dress. This is the family of the ancestry of my wife's side, and this was sent to us as we had gone to a funeral up in Glasgow, Kentucky, and one of the relatives, wonderful relative, has been slowly collecting the ancient photographs from the trunks and the boxes and the crates of the attics of the different members of the family. And I look here and I see them and I was surprised to realize that the youngest girl on here was my wife's grandmother. And so I'm seeing history being made here. Thank the Lord, they gave us a full explanation of everybody in the picture along with the family tree as best they could in a little discussion afterward. And so I'm seeing that this would be Thomas and Nancy Richardson, and then it goes on down through the different ones, and Ruth, little Ruth, who is the grandmother, is there. We treasure family. Everybody looked at these and took pictures for their phones. Or I was able to keep this. They sent me a copy of this over, and we have it here because it's our heritage. It's our tradition. It's something we want to cling to even though they've left this earth, and that's the same way whenever we talk about the the wonders of heaven, and the question about heaven is, well, I know grandma and grandpa died, and they, uh, they were Christians when they died, and I know that they were believers in Christ. When they passed, will we see them? I know that my sibling was a believer in Jesus Christ. I know that my mom, I know that my uncle, I know that my dad, uh, my brother, my sister, they were Christians. And as I am a Christian, says the believer, I would like to know, is there anything in the Bible that tells us that we will know them in heaven? I mean, some people say that when we go to heaven, we're disembodied spirits. 
that were just one major conscious thought. There is no individuality. We won't recognize anybody. Is this true? Well, I'm happy to tell you the scripture makes this very clear. And during the minutes that I have with you, I'll give you just a few passages in which the recognition will be easily known here. So I want to give you comfort. As a matter of fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 does say at the very conclusion after addressing this question, it says, you can comfort one another with the words that you just heard. You can comfort. And so I bring a message of comfort right now that you would not have to worry about that. Will you be able to recognize your loved ones in heaven? And of course, that I always tell people, the main thing to understand is this is for the Christian. This is for the one that has given their life, their love, their loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ, walked away from their own ways, and have decided with their life to come to Jesus Christ. And when they have, following Jehovah God, and are just lovers of the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ and following him as Savior, well, then there's a covenant. They have covenant to their life. You have. You've made a promise in your life to Jesus. And you know something? He's done the same thing to you. He's given his life to you. And his life is eternal life. So what do we see here? And the believing faith, the ones who have believed in the Messiah, from all over the Bible, from the First Testament, which is what I like to call the Old Testament, to the Second Testament, the New Testament, where do we have proofs of this? Yeah, well, of course. Second Samuel, chapter 12, we've talked about this before, verse 23. David says, as we've talked about, the infants go immediately to heaven, the innocent ones who do not know right from wrong. Uh, on that, We've talked about that principle as well. And David has found out that his infant has died. And he says, I will go to be with him. And by God's inspiration, he knows not only that the infants, that the children will go in heaven, but that he will also go to heaven to see that individual one. We also find something very, very fascinating. And this was just uh, made known to me as I started studying this. I started reading in Job, and I noticed something here in all of Job's troubles. It starts off and introduces us to Job in Job chapter 1. And during that time, it talks about how he's upright, how he is faithful to the Lord, how every day he did obeisance to the Lord and wanted to know the Lord's will. In Job chapter 1 and verse 2, it just throws this out. Well, he had seven sons and three daughters. And when he had uh, talked about them, they were also believers of the faith uh, during that time. But if you know in the early chapters, they all die. And during that time, uh, he's, he's just devastated. Of course, he goes through all the tortures all the way through the book. When you're concluding the book in chapter 42, it tells us that the Lord's reward among many things was that he doubled everything he had. You can count the numbers of the livestock that were doubled. Everything was doubled. But then you go back down and it says, and Job had seven sons and three daughters. He had 10 more. Well, now, wait a minute. That wouldn't be double the number at the beginning. Do you know why? It actually is. It actually tells you because his first family, well, they're in heaven waiting for him. And so now he has 10 more and that dubs double 
the family that he'll enjoy in heaven. A very powerful point there. And I'll tell you something else. It also makes a point in the last chapter to let you know these are individuals. These were not reincarnated. They have names. And so they're given the name. We're given the names of the new children, wonderful names of the girls. Uh, one's name's Turtle Dove. One is named Cinnamon. And one's name's Beauty. And so I think that that is put in there so we would know that these are not the same children that he had in the first chapter. These are other ones, and they will all join together, and he will know them. He did receive his double blessing. I like this. In Matthew chapter 26, in verse 29, the Lord is with the 11 remaining disciples. Judas has gone. And they have what's known as the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, the celebration, the Passover time. And then when the Lord says this, this is the last time on earth that I will have this celebration. I will not drink like this again. I will not have this supper again until I do it anew with you in the new kingdom. He specifically tells those, and we know their names. Over here's Peter. Over there's John. Here's James. We, we know them. And he says, you know Bartholomew? Okay. You know Peter? John? Simon? I'm going to be having this again with you. Individuals, once again, yes, will be known. We'll have individual known. You'll know. You'll recognize. And we talked about this in Matthew chapter 8. As Jesus himself says, in heaven, you'll feast with Abraham. There's a name, a recognition, an identity. Isaac, Jacob. And remember, they're related. That's father, son, and grandson. They're reclining at table, having conversations, sharing food, laughing, telling stories. They're together. And then it also says, and then those from the east and the west will come and join them, which is really another term for the Gentiles. So we'll all be together, all the believers, no matter what our race, no matter what our culture, as we have come together under the Messiah through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and believing in him, we'll all be together as a family. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 19, Paul says this, do you know one of the great joys of heaven is seeing you in heaven? So if we were disembodied spirits, then how could Paul say, I'm looking forward to seeing you? Very personal address there. Looking forward to seeing you. Yes, there will be recognition there as well. And I like this. The chapter uh, in Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, is what is known as the rapture chapter, the harpazo in the Greek. But uh, the early church used a Latin term, the rapture. So you won't find the word rapture in the Bible. It's a description of an event in the Bible uh, outside. But the actual words of the harpazo, it's when Christ comes to the earth, he does not settle on the earth yet. He's going to stop, bring the children of God, the followers, with him away from all the destruction. And so it says this. The discussion among the Thessalonians is, did our loved ones miss this? Do you have to be alive for this to happen? And they're very agitated. It's a concern enough that Paul writes a letter about this. No, 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 no. Be calm and understand this. And he explains that those who had died ahead of time. Their souls are in heaven. Their bodies are going to come and meet with them. And he tells them, you know, those loved ones, their bodies will go ahead of you, okay, and then you will join, you will then follow. And then he says this, and then we will be with 
them in heaven. I think that's very important we see that specific. With them. He is specifically talking about the relatives of the ones in the church who were grieving because they didn't know for sure whether their loved ones, their Christian uh, uncles, aunts, grandparents, uh, family members, uh, dear friends, would be there and have, yes, you will be with them, a very personal uh, address by Paul. So I've given you these here, and I want you to be comforted in them. Once again, you see that uh, wonderful story in Job about his children, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, easily identifiable family members having a little Thanksgiving type of a feast, and we're invited to that as well. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 also tell us that individual uh, acknowledgement. So may you be comforted in this. We'll talk some more about this. And the joy is the families all together because the Father is overseeing everything. And the great joy is that the Father, Yahweh himself, the wonderful Lord that made this all happen, is overseeing the feasting, is overseeing the family reunion, is overseeing the holiday. And we give thanks to him through Jesus Christ, and we honor him. Thank you so much. God bless you. This is Brad, and we're talking about heaven, questions about heaven. Please join me again here soon as we go through the Bible to get answers about heaven. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.